Hi, this is Steve Mandel from the Shark Family Office. I'm here to speak to you today about critical drivers for profitability, strategies and deal structure and deal flow. I've been an attorney for 30 years. I've worked in the sports entertainment space, corporate space. I've done anything you could see and seen just about every single deal you could possibly see structured. Uh, working with companies such as Nike and CBS and ESPN and Fox and you know World, you know World Cup. Uh, just, I have been lucky enough to have uh, a great variety of opportunities for myself, not only on a professional level in terms of representing individuals in those spaces, but also as a licensee. As a licensee, I've been a licensed, I've been licensed with the NFL and Major League Baseball and NHL and CNN and Indy 500 and, you know, and, and multiple other, you know, uh, organizations. And because of that, I took my expertise and as an entrepreneur, and I kind of married it all together. And I find myself in a unique situation of really flushing through a lot of deal flow on a daily basis. Um, I love being an entrepreneur. Uh, the Shark Family Office looks for particular deals. Uh, we actually lend our hands to a lot of deals in the sense that we come in and we consult at the same time. And, you know, I get a lot of questions asked when I come onto these conferences for the family offices and people say to me, you know, what's your strategies? What are your strategies for profitability? What are your strategies for deal structure and how's your deal flow? And, you know, the first thing I tell people, the most important thing for me is the most critical driver is building relationships, right? It might be cliche, but I'm not looking for win-lose. I'm looking for win-win. I want people to get off the phone with me and say, that's a great person to deal with. That's a great family office to deal with. That's a great team to deal with. Because when I negotiate, I tell people, this is a partnership. It's got to work together, right? So make sure you go in with the right mindset. Secondly, when I'm negotiating and I'm putting deal structure together, I need to listen. People ask me, well, probably what's, what's the biggest mistake you've made in your career? I said, for the most part of my earlier part of career, I necessarily didn't listen as well as I should have, right? Because a lot of my answers would come from just listening. And so the word listen, if you unscramble it and scramble it again together for another word, it, it comes up with silence. So I literally, even to this day, tell myself, stay silent. So often I find some of those answers I'm looking for. In other ways, uh, I also find great opportunities that turn into a negotiation that they're giving me points that maybe I'm not, I'm not even thinking about, but it turns out to be beneficial. Um, tips in terms of structuring the right deal. I tell people all the time, listen, you know what? I look at boilerplate. Boilerplate's not good for anybody. That's somebody who said, look, this is a contract we we've always used, but you cannot necessarily put a square peg in a round hole. Every single deal to me is very different. The people are different. The deliverables are different. The, the exit strategy is different. And you know what? You must be aligned. And so unless you have conversations about when are we going to exit? What's your strategy on exit? What is your strategy on valuation? When's the, what's the valuation going to be now? What's going to be the pre and post? Like You need to understand that you're working with partners that, at that particular point because the unforeseen is actually foreseen. And people say that's an oxymoron. What does that mean? It really means one thing, right? You know, unforeseen circumstances in the future, you need to protect yourself right now when you're negotiating, putting a deal structure together. You have to make that a, foresee a foreseeable event. In the media space, I negotiate so many contracts in the media space. 10 years ago, when we were doing contracts for radio and TV, it was radio and TV. And then what happens is those contracts were negotiated again. And then it didn't call for anything in, in terms of limitations for like podcasting or social media or Instagram. Nobody foresaw Instagram. Nobody foresaw TikTok, right? Nobody foresaw the streaming capabilities that are out there right now. And so, you know, contracts started to be reshaped differently. I started shaping contracts when I was representing working with companies to say, look, you better put in there that any medium now or known in the future, you know, is critically important to cover yourself and make sure that you're talking about what the unforeseen future is in that space. It happened to be new mediums. 
in this space, there are different opportunities to that come up for a company, right? And so make sure you cover yourself. I've, I've been involved in deals before. People come to us and say, you know what? Hey, we have this great uh, business that we just started, but we want to create another division. It's very closely associated. We're going to bring a whole new investor group. In. And I say, wait a second, let's put on the brakes. I'm part of that too, because my agreement covers every opportunity that comes from this corporate business, right? So those are small little tricks in a trade. The other thing that I think is always very important is Look at the language in a uh, in, in, in a membership agreement, right? Or a shareholder agreement. A lot of times people gloss over that. Sometimes they send it to their attorney and attorneys are used to seeing these things and it just becomes boilerplate to them too. But there's, 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 uh, there's language in there a lot of times that can really hurt you, such as, you know, that they could have a capital call, for example. And I look out for those all of the time. In other words, let's just take COVID-19 right now, right? Restaurants are closing left and right. And restaurants are losing money. What do they do? They call on to their old investor pool and say, hey, pony up because we have a capital call in here. And the capital calls, you're going to bring in, we're bringing your money, we're calling it in. If you don't, you might get diluted down or perhaps maybe you lose it all together. And I've had people come to me many times, high profile celebrities and whatnot saying, I signed this great deal. They came for me to invest again. And I said, I really want to invest again. Because I said, well, you're forced to. And if you're not, you're going to get diluted down and they just did not know the impact of that language in there. So make sure deal structure is really solid. Finally, I'd say one thing uh, about the communication side of things, just don't have it, right? Miscommunication is really, I think, uh, laziness, right? I think that if you have a conversation and you think that you covered your bases and you think that you guys have a deal structure in place, that is great. The worst thing that can happen is a misunderstanding. Everybody's had those conversations before, unfortunately, when you get off the phone call and you call the next day and say, hey, I'm glad we agreed on this. And they go, well, I don't remember that. I like to follow up with an email. It's as simple as that. Say, I believe these are the points we agreed to. And this way you're always covering your tracks. What does that mean for deal flow? What, what does that mean for, for profitability? Well, look, creating the proper scenarios, creating the proper communication skills uh, in relationships, great, breed a great opportunity for people to talk about, you know, very favorable light. That's going to create better deal flow. People are going to want to do business with great people all the time. The family office that I'm involved in right now, Kevin Harrington, Brian Harrington, we get deal flow every day, not only because of the family office, but because we're known for doing deals together uh, and to do it uh, in a way in which people know that we're going to be respectful and that we're aligned. We're aligned with profitability, right? Because yes, we want to be aligned with profitability, but that people might look at me and say, and listening to me right now going, well, of course we're aligned for profitability, but not necessarily in the same way, you know? One of the biggest dangers you get from not structuring the right deal that leads to not necessarily the largest profitability is the failure to put language in there to protect yourself from, you know, onerous or big or extra large salaries, perhaps. Like, in other words, you might get involved in a startup. Nobody's making a salary, right? You're on equal footing. You've got 10% of the company and you're hoping that money's going to trickle down to you. Not so fast, right? If you're not on the board and you're not helping control some of the vote or having a, a say-so or material say-so, what happens is, you know, and again, you don't hope for this to ever happen because you hope that it won't happen, but you could get some people to get greedy at some point and they say, you know, I am the business and I'm going to give myself a big fat salary. What do you, and how can you do something about that? Well, you know what? You may not be able to if you're a minority shareholder. If you're not a board member, you might be a minority board member, you know, so you may not have it in there. However, you can protect yourself with language in a contract stating that, you know what, I'm going to get a pro rata share of what you'll be getting as a employee of the company. I'm going to be getting in some kind of payout later on down the line. Just a simple strategy, but it might be worded a little bit differently. I think everybody gets the point. Anyway, happy to share my advice with you today. I'm so grateful Richard Wilson invites me to come speak all the time. Um, 
I've had the great pleasure of meeting a lot of people from the family offices that, that I've gotten to know through this group. And I'm um, certainly able to be, you know, we can reach out to me at any time. Again, Steve Mandel for the Shark Family Office uh, and Game Plan Entertainment. And uh, we'll be back to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye.